Hi there, this is Austin Hetzler, the pastor of Christ the Rock Church of Elyria, Ohio. We at Christ the Rock are humbled and grateful to be a part of your sanctification today as you listen to this sermon. But at the same time, we want to encourage you to be a member of a good local church and not to allow online sermons to replace the local church and to benefit from the life of that church and to give your spiritual gifts back to that church. Having said that, our website is www.christrockchurch.com. If you go there, you can find sermons, blogs, and other resources as well as our location and service times. You can also listen to the sermons on Bible Thumping Wingnut, Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Stitcher. I, along with the membership of Christ the Rock Church, pray that this sermon will be a blessing to you. All right, today we're going to talk about the fruit of uh, the Spirit. Uh, the two that we're going to be talking about are joy and peace. Last week we learned about the fruit of the Spirit, which was love, which is agape, which the word uh, for that love is agape, which means unconditional love. And only Christians can have that undivis- uh, unconditional love. And it's Spirit provided at regeneration. So we kind of have the corner market. Christians have the corner market on true love. This week we're going to discuss joy and peace. So please follow me reading in your Bibles, uh, Galatians 5, 16 through 25. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to one another, to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissension, Divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these, I warn, I warn you. And as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Jesus, Christ Jesus have been crucified in the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying or envying one another. So, the, the fruit of first fruit of the Spirit. Uh, we talked about last week was love. Now we're going to talk about uh, the first one we're going to talk about today is joy. Christian joy is not defined. Uh, is defined only for the Christian um, in, in through God's word. Worldly joy, as I mentioned, is temporal, right? It is something that, that it can change on a whim. So, you know, I asked, what do you envision when you think of the word joy? Unfortunately, we look at joy as something that happens to us. 
Uh, so we often lack joy in th- when things don't go our way. But joy is the fruit of the Spirit, as it says in Galatians 23 through 23, that will manifest in all believers. And so we must strive to be joyful in our lives. We have the Holy Spirit living within us, and we are therefore rejoicing in the Lord always, as it says in Philippians 4.4. We can decide to have joy. Let's look at some of the verses uh, on joy to understand the difference between worldly joy and Christian joy. So if you turn with me to James 1, 2 through 17, and and it sets it up with talking about joy, and then this really defines joy in a Christian sense because it talks about joy within trials, especially if you're having trials. Um, Christian persecution is something that's real, right, and happens. So it says, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And that steadfastness means you're going to stand your ground regardless. Uh, Let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete and lacking nothing. You know, and again, to be perfect and complete and lacking nothing, we aren't relying on our flesh, right? It says, what is the flesh is flesh. What is the spirit is spirit. We're relying on the spirit's guidance here. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, without, with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea and is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person will not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Let the lowly brother boast in his exaltation and the rich in his humiliation. Because like a flower of the grass, he will pass away. For the sun rises in its scorching heat and withers the grass. Its its flowers fall and its beauty perishes. So also with the rich man fade away in the midst of his pursuits. But then here comes the positive, right? Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive his uh, crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, for he himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it is conceived, gives birth to sin. And sin, when it's fully grown, brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my beloved brothers. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Of his own, we will, he, will brought, he brought us forth by the word of truth, 
that we should be the, be the kind of first fruits of his creatures. So of his own, will he brought us, has he brought us forth by the word of truth that we should be, be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. That means we need to manifest the fruits of the spirit, right? As, as we're going through them. And, um, you know, it talks about counting joy when we're in trials, you know, and that, that's really difficult, right? Who, who is joyful during a trial? Uh, one thing that is interesting, when we do trust in the Lord and we make it through that trial, how many times have you gotten through that trial and your heart is so full of thankfulness and joy because he has led you through it. You know, at first, I, uh, I, with, with uh, Kyle Kenna and Jade, JJ, we, we, we talked about Joseph, what he went through, right? Uh, you know, all kinds of bad things. His brothers, you know, throwing him in a pit, planning to kill him, then selling him off, then getting in Potiphar's house and getting uh, thrown in jail, and then, you know, finally brought out and... Uh, you know, becoming number one in Egypt, you know, next to the Pharaoh. And then his brothers come along. They don't even recognize him, possibly because he looked a lot like an Egyptian at that point uh, and dressing a lot like an Egyptian. And uh, finally, when he finally confronts his brothers and they wake up, they are scared, right? They know what they did to him. And he looked at them. He says, you know what? For what you meant for evil, God meant for good. And many lives are going to be saved because of it. And God used all of that. You, you, you look at that. He used Joseph all the way back, you know, through those hard times, those trials. Um, and I'm sure, you know, it was confusing to him. him. You know, I, you, you wonder if he was counting it all joy, right? <laughs> was sitting in that dank prison cell. Uh, and, uh, but... God used that to save the lives of many people in many countries. Um, you know, seven years of, uh, of, of great harvest and then seven years of famine hit. And all of the surrounding countries depended on, you know, what, what God did through Joseph. So, um, so we are to be those first fruits, right, of his creatures. So counting all joy... When we meet trials in our lives, it, it, it is counter to our selfish thinking. Because the first thing we want to do is focus in on ourselves. First thing we do is turn in and go, oh, woe is me. Why is this happening to me? We always ask, you know, okay, God, why is this ha having to happen to me? I'm sure when you walked in your house New Year's Eve or Christmas Eve, and water was splashing down onto the floor. You know, you did, okay, let's stop and count it on joy. You did later. That was a great testimony. You stopped and you prayed once the water stopped. That, that's, that, but, um, you know, it's counter to give joy uh, during trials, you know, because of our selfish thinking. Um, so do we... You know, how do we understand what it means in this as Christians? Uh, verses 5 through 17 give us the way to understand joy given to us by the Holy Spirit. First, ask for wisdom from.
from our gracious Father, right? Ask for wisdom. Ask in faith and don't doubt. Ask in faith and don't doubt. Does that mean that immediately things will get better for you? No. I mean, uh, we, I talked about Joseph, thrown in a pit, going to get killed, get sold into slavery, get sold to the Egyptians, Potiphar, prison. I mean, he had a lot of trials before things got better. Also, stay steadfast during your trial as a witness to our Lord. When you're under a trial, you know, you do have eyes on you when, when, things, when things are going rough. And um, it's, it, it's interesting. Kind of see this, uh, Tim and I are going through uh, the series Band of Brothers about Easy Company in World War II. And, uh, you know, it shows all the different, when, when things get tough, when all the shelling and bombardment happens, the people that run towards where they're getting shot at compared to the people that just run backwards or just cower in their, in, in their, in their foxholes, right? It, it's, it's real interesting. We need to stand, be steadfast during those trials. And that is easier said than done. Easier said than done. And, and he, uh, when it talks about he, the Lord, verse 18, it says, of his own will he brought us forth by the word of truth that we should be kind of first fruits of his creatures. So the last verse, uh, the last verse I'm going to talk about joy on, and, and there's, if you want to do a word study on joy, this, this is CE hour. I only have so much time. I can only pick so many, but you, the, if you want to do a word search on joy, there's a lot out there to say about joy. But Philippians 4.4 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, what does it say? I say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. Okay? Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Easier said than done. Because it's easy to have joy when joyful things are going on. Right? That is not the same joy as the world gives. That, that's, it's all temporal with the world. We are given this at regeneration. We have this joy. So, use it. That, that is, that, you know, when I look at the fruits of the Spirit, too, I also see it, uh, fruits of the Spirit are a really good litmus test on Christians. You know, are you a true believer? You know, and, and, you, and you know, because God manifests this stuff through you, through the, through the Holy Spirit, we should be showing these attributes. So now let's, let's, let's talk about peace. Um, you know, I, I, peace is another thing that, that is, is, again, um, when we think peace, you know, what do you think about? You know, I, I, you know my thought is, is, I think there's one around here somewhere, the dove with the olive branch in its, in its mouth, 
right? Uh, you know, I think we even use that in, I think that's a symbol on the United Nations or something like that. Uh, you know, when peace, when, when, when the world is at peace. But the, you know what, when you really think about it, the world's never been at peace. Um, the, one of the best descriptions I've, I've heard about uh, peace one time was uh, there was this great, uh, uh, very rich man, and he commissioned two painters to paint a picture of peace. He, he, he had tribulations in his life. He had worries in his life because all his money, he was always anxious for everything, and he wanted some peace in his life. So what do his rich people do? They throw money at it, right? So he commissioned these two painters. And finally came the day to show the paintings. And uh, the first one uh, unveiled his painting. And it was this beautiful, beautiful sunrise on this farm, right? And, 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 you know, the sun is just coming up. The rays are coming up. The barn's there. The animals in the field. And it just, just this whole peaceful look about it. And then the other person unveils there. And have you ever seen a painting or a picture that speaks to you? You can almost hear it. This was a painting of a rushing, huge waterfall, right? Just crashing and billowing, right? With that mist coming up from the bottom. And it was just, you know, powerful, right? You know, and, and you know, they finally asked the rich guy, you know, well, which one do you want to pick? And he went up and looked at the paintings, and he pointed to the one with the waterfall. And they were like, well, why would you pick that one? He says, well, one thing that you miss from a distance there's that tree next to the waterfall and there's a branch and there's a nest with an eagle with her little eaglets and they're right next to this crashing waterfall but yet they're not worried. He says, to me, that shows peace. So, you know, just word picture for, for peace. Um, so let's start out with Philippians passage uh, that we just read and we're going to go a bit further in it because that Philippians passage happens to cover both our fruits today. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious for anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things that you will have learned and received and heard and seen in me. Practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. So again, it's not our peace. It's God's peace that he invokes on us, right? Um, I, like to focus, I like to focus on verse 8 and 9. It says, learn. 
We have been taught what peace is and how to earn peace. It's received by the Holy Spirit. It is heard by solid preaching, right? So, so peace should be part of our, you know, our teaching that we hear. Uh, seen in me, says see in me. We're not just supposed to be hearers of the word, but doers of the word. We must practice these fruits. Love, joy, peace to this point. Um, practice. You practice, practice, practice. Now that sounds kind of weird, doesn't it? Practicing peace. What does it mean to practice peace? And it's something that is not natural to us. It is supernatural because it is God-given to us. It's not something that we normally have. Um, the next verse I'd like to discuss is found in John fourteen seven, And this is Jesus speaking. It says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives. Not as the world gives do I give you. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. Now in context, what's happening here? Jesus is about to leave his... Uh, apostles standing there right and he's like i leave you and i'm going to give you peace you know the holy spirit is coming right that's 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 next right but he says i'm giving you peace not as the world gives you but as i give you you know you can only imagine the confusion in the apostles mind hearing jesus is going to be leaving them and then he's going to give them peace right Not only is he leaving them with peace, he's giving them peace, right? Um, Not as the world gives, because the world is, it's a false peace, you know? It's it's, it's, it's just just not true peace that, again, we have the corner market. Christians have the corner market on the fruit of the Spirit, because we were given this through the Holy Spirit. Um, If we truly grab onto the peace given to us, our hearts will not be troubled, nor will they we be afraid. Now, that peace is something that we have to rely on during those trials that we talked about earlier, right? Only God can give that peace when we are working through trials in our lives. It's easier said than done, um, but as, as we learned in this lesson, true joy and peace are given to the believer. So in obedience, we must grow in our sanctification because of it. Um, so let us strive to reveal these fruits to ourselves. And that's something you know, that takes some reflection to yourself, but also to others. Um, so next week, we're going to be talking about kindness and goodness. Hi there, this is Austin Hetzler, the pastor of Christ the Rock Church of Elyria, Ohio. We at Christ the Rock are humbled and grateful to be a part of your sanctification today as you listen to this sermon. But at the same time, we want to encourage you to be a member of a good local church and not to allow online sermons to replace the local church and to benefit from the life of that church and to give your spiritual gifts back to that church. 
Having said that, our website is www.christrockchurch.com. If you go there, you can find sermons, blogs, and other resources as well as our location and service times. You can also listen to the sermons on Bible Thumping Wingnut, Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Stitcher. I, along with the membership of Christ the Rock Church, pray that this sermon will be a blessing to you.